0: Following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about them, Cowboys? Cowboys!
1: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star and Frisco. The Dallas
3: Cowboys are like
1: Michael And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus. Jeff Kavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman.
4: It is Tuesday, April the fifth, which first and foremost means it's Angie Hellman's birthday.
0: Hey. 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 Happy birthday. My
4: mama, happy hey. birthday! Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're listening, mom, I think you might be. Happy birthday! Love you. Uh, I'm David Hellman. It's also a new episode of the Draft Show, brought to you by Miller Lite. Like the big voice said, we're all together once again, Jeff, Brian, Kyle, fellas. It's getting spicy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the, like, so spicy. The bullets, the bullets are flying. Which I, I wanna. Um, I don't think you should say that. Okay. It's it is it's maybe regrettable, but common sports parlance. Okay. It's getting interesting. It is April. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna give y'all a choose your own adventure just because these are the two things I want to hit. Um if you live under a rock, we got a pretty good idea of who the Cowboys are bringing to the facility on their th- top 30 visits. We also have a gigantic draft trade yesterday that uh shook up the first round a little bit between the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I don't where, where would you rather start I think it, probably here in Cowboyland we're a little bit more interested in in the names that are going to be coming through this facility a few of which are
0: here right now you're influencing the jury right now we go on there which one on which direction to go which is kind of messed up after saying we could choose I uh, would you rather start with the trade no I think you made a great point we're yeah on Cowboys you're right <laughs> I, I talked it I through. don't know what the saints are doing though I talked
4: it through myself and I was like no let's start with the visits
3: I think the tra- I think the saints are going to trade again.
4: You you think they're trying to get in the top ten? Yeah, Yeah.
3: I think they they probably they're probably looking at that. How can they get ahead of Carolina? Is what they're thinking about. I think I think the quarterback run will start at Carolina potentially. So that's where I think I think I don't think the Saints are done trading. I think they're they're thinking about moving one more time.
0: So it sounds like we're starting there. That's, I, yeah, good point. <laughs> so like,
3: no, I mean, I'm just saying that. If yeah. I mean the 30 visit things are the most important. I, I think that I think two things have happened here. Both teams looking for a quarterback, but in a different way. I think that I think the Saints maybe having their eye on somebody like Willis or somebody like that. Maybe pick it, and then they're going to try and make one more trade. Yeah, we'll see. And then I think the Eagles on the other end realize that they've evaluated the quarterback market. The owner and the general manager have come out in support of Jalen Hurts. They're going to evaluate him for one more year, and then next year they're going to make the move if they have to.
4: I love the Eagles' thought process here. To be honest, they do with a good
3: you. job. They do a really good job with how they move around the board, to how they stay aggressive.
4: Yeah, multiple first-round picks, yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. You can still – I mean, it would be fun to have three, but you can still yeah. add two first-round picks to your roster, and if Jalen Hurts stinks up the joint, exactly. you're, you're very well positioned to, yes. to move on. And the, and, that,
3: and you know, what if the Saints don't find their quarterback, and then all of a sudden that pick turns into like a top six or seven pick, and now you're – Now you're sitting really
5: well with those guys. Do you think there's any chance whatsoever that the Saints are going up to maybe get one of those tackles too? Could very well. Just because they, they lost Armstead to Miami. They don't necessarily have a starting left tackle at the moment. Do they go and get one of those tackles? Doesn't have to be in the top five. It's just top ten, period. It just seems like that you wouldn't give
3: next year's one. But the Saints with Sean Payton have done stuff where they moved in, they gave up a next year's one to go get a defensive end. Yeah. I don't care. Same regime. Yeah. So yeah, tackle quarterback. I mean, they're they're going to get somebody, but I, I don't think the Saints are done moving. That that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. And I
0: I think this illustrates that this is kind of the fun of the NFL and it's the fun of the draft, is that teams do things different ways because they think it's the best way to win. The Saints are hyper-aggressive. Yeah. In my brain, I think that the Eagles won this trade in a landslide. Now, nobody knows until you pick the players you pick, but in a vacuum, the Eagles won this by every measurable value chart, whatever you want to use. The Eagles won this trade. And they're taking advantage of the fact that people devalue later picks. Whereas the Saints, they don't care about anything but today. And I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans that want the Cowboys to operate that way. I love what the Eagles did because they're saying, no, I'm going to win over the long haul. I am going to win this trade. You're going to feel good uh, on Thursday. I'm going to feel good for five years. And like that's I think Cowboy fans have that battle happening right now. Where a lot of people are like, I want it now, I want it now, I want it now. And I'm one of the weirdos who's like, no, just build. Always just build. I think you can do both though. And sure. I mean the counter to that is the Saints are going to
4: feel great if this turns into the next Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Sure. That's easier said than done. Which okay, it's a wonderful point that they did this for Marcus Davenport 4 or 5 years ago, yeah. whatever draft that was. I think mm-hmm. that it didn't 18. work out. Yeah. No, I mean he hasn't been
0: terrible, but he
4: certainly he hasn't, hasn't been, been worth. He has been worth that move at all. It's
0: weird to be the team that is trading up, like the Saints are trading up. It's weird to be the team that's trading up without knowing who's going to be available. Yes, it's it, like to me that's. But I'm gonna call it bad process, to, but you can have a feel or have called other teams to think that you're gonna be able to move that's again. That's why I
4: think they're moving again.
0: To Brian but you point, don't know.
4: There is there's precedent for this. The Eagles did it for Carson Wentz. Like yeah. Yeah. they were originally fifteen yeah. or sixteen. Yeah. They jumped up to nine or ten and then they used that capital to jump all the way up the 2. But you can't
0: know. Like maybe your quarterback goes sixth. But and you're like, well, we're going to get him when he gets down to it. And then on draft day, he doesn't. You go, whoops. Well, right. maybe they, that's why they're trying they to They could do another
4: up. trade before draft day. Like, they don't have to wait until yeah. the clock starts. Yeah.
0: But
5: they know the Panthers are probably going to be that first team. Brian said it a moment ago. That's looking at a quarterback. So, if they wanted to have an idea of where the quarterback would go, you would need to jump into the top five. Yeah. Is in, it sh- In order to be ensured that right. they're getting their guy.
4: Is it shocking to you at all that with all the dirt we've thrown on this quarterback class that – And we don't know for sure that's what they're doing, but it's at least conceivable that that's what the Saints are doing. Is that shocking to you at all that somebody would move heaven and earth for one of these quarterbacks?
3: I think there's a couple of ways I look at it. I really do. Matt Corral would be my number one guy uh, on the board. But I, I think there's a really a, a group of guys out there and gals that really liked what Willis at Liberty could do. Mm-hmm. I think that they, they, he kind of looks like a guy that could be what we've seen quarterbacks nowadays. The guy that's mobile, uh, the mobility's outstanding, the arm strength's outstanding. You know, the, the the way that you know there's there's touch he has in the ball, there's accuracy there. He's a little bit of a shorter guy, but we've seen the shorter quarterbacks have some success. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not – I don't think it's the surefire thing. There's some teams that are very confident that they can evaluate quarterbacks, you know. And, and that you know, you know, the Saints are a team that won games with bad quarterbacks, you know. So, I mean, maybe they feel like that they have a guy in mind. It might not be Willis. It might be Pickett. You know, it might be – I mean, I, you know, who knows how they see this thing. You know, we were all kind of talking about Matt Jones last year. You know, and all of a sudden you watch what Matt Jones, I mean, we, you know, everybody's saying Matt Jones, uh, you know, going third overall, all that kind of stuff. Well, it looked like Matt Jones played well enough to where you should have considered him that high. You know, so I, I think these the, that's the one position where nobody sees these guys the same and they all kind of have a plan for what they have to want to do. The only thing that's different about the Saints is they don't have their head coach calling the plays, you know, but they have everything else in the offensive staff together. And you can say
4: everything else is still in place.
1: though.
3: Right, right, right. So to me I kind of feel like that 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 would be you know these quarterbacks do they blow you away no but I don't think it's I don't think they're all just
4: just complete bums either Do you feel any better that at least I mean obviously those picks are still going to happen Feel a little bit better knowing that the Eagles only have two of those picks now instead of three. But they okay, have fifteen and eighteen, 15 right? Fifteen and eighteen, yeah,
5: yeah. So they can, still a wide receiver,
4: probably got an extra
5: one, an extra two,
4: and an okay, extra three over that's the next two years. The draft shows problem in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty three, not right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Again, the, the 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 Saints' view was for today. The Eagles' view was for next week. Sure. Yeah.
4: Like I I love the thought that. If Jalen Hurts struggles, they are very well positioned. Well, they I mean, know. If you're, yeah, if you're into know. the draft, that's yeah. just – sorry if it's the Eagles. I'm sure that bums you out, but, like, that's just smart planning in my opinion.
0: It shouldn't opinion. bum you out. Either Jalen Cowboy- Hurts is going to play well or you're going to chase Bryce Young. Either way, that's fun.
4: Yeah, but <laughs> the Eagles getting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud probably doesn't make you very happy as a Cowboy fan based on what we've seen. Ah, you never so know. It's, it's fine. true. All right. I mean, we're not going to ignore the other big news. I mean, shoot, we've been joking for weeks, like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna get some thirty visit names. You can't a hundred percent vouch for the authenticity of the whole thing. Plans change, guys don't always make their trips, but the vast majority of of this year's list hit the internet late last week. Were there any big surprises for y'all, or does this kind of follow the roadmap we assumed all along?
0: Instead of surprises, can I just throw out my favorite? Sure, Jelani Woods. The Cowboys are. I had to flip this because our guy John Machota is a real jerk and put them in alphabetical order, and I want them in position group order. Uh, they're going to visit Machota. Put them in alphabetical order. Yeah, that is chaos. No. Yeah. Group Do it. you know how long it took me to hit copy, group it, paste, group it delete? By positions. Like copy, I had to move them into position all the way group through. through. Yeah, come on. The Cowboys man. allegedly are going to visit four tight ends, and if you had to guess on their draft range, I think it goes anywhere from. 60 to 120. Yep. The Cowboys are hunting their next tight end, and it will likely be in the third or fourth round. And my favorite name on the list is Jelani Woods from Virginia, who was, I believe, Oklahoma State for three years, transferred to Virginia, had eight touchdowns last year, and he looks like a baby giraffe playing with humans, except strong. Uh, So, like, there's so many fun traits with Jelani Woods. It's fun to watch him go downfield. He's my guy. He's four six. He's uh he's a there big he leaper, he's hard as hell to tackle, he wears number zero. By the way, Virginia had a receiver that wore ninety nine, so watching their tape is really fun. The tight end <laughs> wears zero, a receiver wears ninety nine.
5: And their tight end's six foot six plus.
0: Yeah, he's that's six, pretty six oh seven one. Yeah, yeah. he's six seven. Yeah. Uh and he's two hundred and sixty pounds or whatever, and he is held to tackle and tested as maybe the most athletic tight end prospect in the history of the league. So like he ain't perfect, but he's actually my tight end one, which I see for most people, he's four or five. And there may be more sure things to me. That's Marty B on steroids. Ooh, That's what Jelani Woods is. I
2: do
4: think in a class where there's not a sure fire, like top 40 tight end, that's it seems like a beauty is in the eye of the beholder kind of situation. What's
0: getting held against my guy is that he's six seven and everybody else is five eleven. yeah, and so he looks uncoordinated while he plays, but he's not, but he's not
5: because the testing numbers say that he's right. not. and this is like to your point david i I feel like the the draft being the way that it is allows for a guy that is so tradey to elevate quicker than in other drafts where there is that surefire tight end that had the numbers, had the production, whereas Woods had s- solid production. He wasn't a bum at Virginia by any means, but he wasn't up at the top of the list like some of these other guys were, but the traits and the potential and the ceiling are all very enticing for a guy who could go in the second to, to fifth round. Bring him to me. Any other Any surprises,
4: any names that really jumped out to Yeah, they don't like you? your Iowa center, I guess. Yeah. Ah! yeah. He, as, was, as far as we are aware, yeah. Tyler I mean, Linderbaum is not scheduled to visit mm-hmm. right now. They've
3: also—I was surprised Two to see spots char- available. Charles Cross from Mississippi State. And I think Charles
4: Cross is— You think that's a due diligence thing?
3: I, You know what? I don't know, to me— It is. I need to ask what I have my gang of seven that I call on the radio that are guys that are working in the league, and I need to kind of figure out, is Charles Cross really a slider? Have the media scouts made Charles Cross a top 10 player? And in NFL eyes, he's really not. He's a top 16 player or Mm -hmm. top 20 player. And so I need to figure that one out right there. I think what's interesting, if you just look at the list and study, I know on my board I have five first-round guys. And everybody else is just either second, third, fourth round in this in this thing. That'd be Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia, Lloyd the linebacker from Utah, Olave, Burks, and Cross, as I mentioned. So, you know, they're hunting they're hunting guys. I, I, I like what Jeff's talking about with the, the tight end stuff. I think they're also hunting, uh, if you want to be honest with their they're hunting these linebackers too. Mm-hmm. And they're not only Lloyd would be the first round one, but the other ones there have they're hunting that position. They're also hunting second round or third round defensive tackles as well. So uh, I don't think that I, don't, I could I could with certainty believe that the the twenty fourth pick is going to be an offensive player. It's either going to be a wide receiver. Or it's going to be uh, and they've got a couple of guards. I don't have Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green in the first round. Maybe they do, but uh, but that that I could I could with certainty say.
5: That they're having some questions about these these guards as well with all the wide receivers that they're bringing in. I think the the wide receivers going back to like Jeff's point when you're looking at where they're tabbing tight ends, the wide receivers that they're bringing in, at least reportedly, Burks, London, Olave. I mean, those are three guys that are going to be first round prospects and or not available at fifty six at least. I mean, you would probably have to go trade up into the second round to go get one of those guys. So, do they feel like that's a bigger need than we're anticipating? I know we've talked about these guys a lot, but maybe it's more realistic than we initially thought to have a first-round wide receiver.
4: It's got to be music to Jeff's ears. Just that they clearly, and it's music to my ears. I don't even have to. I was about to say, you don't have to speak for just on that train too. it is, it, they can't be satisfied with what they've done. I, if, the, if they are, they're setting themselves up for a bad time. And, Very much so. at the same time, and, and though these are, it is, it is a national storyline that they're looking at receivers. Ian Rappaport reported yesterday that Burks is visiting this week. Chris Olave, I believe, according to Adam Schefter, is supposed to be here today. Yeah, I'm going to yep. go look. Um, and then, on top of that, over the weekend, it comes out that they at least called about Devontae Parker, yeah. the Dolphins receiver who was just traded to New England. No idea what they pitched. I can imagine them trying to get him for one of those fifth round picks. Sure. <laughs> um, but they were. What like, they got for Amari. Yep. Yeah, right. They were interested <laughs> enough to call. Yeah. And so that leads me to believe that they are not satisfied that James Washington is enough to be a presumed top three. Yeah.
3: Well, I think also, too, when you start to talk, and I was mentioning about no title Lindenbaum, and, you know, that, hey, 30 visits doesn't mean that they're completely going to draft guys, but it also means that they probably feel pretty good about Biotis and, and Farniak. That kind of maybe we will tell you now they're bringing in, you know, we've talked about, you know, with Cam Jurgens in Nebraska, mm-hmm. he's a little bit probably a guy that's very similar to, you know, what you have with Linderbaum with a little bit of a lighter guy don't think he's as good of an athlete or as good as a you know a player when you get him in space. but you know maybe they're thinking like that uh, you know that they they'll look
4: at that a little bit later than maybe say at uh, at uh, at twenty four. We're gonna get into this in Twitter on the 20, but I do I struggle with this because I agree, I mean you can't read too much into these names because yeah. like again, like last year's a great example. Parsons was a guy that they had looked at and they were tied to after they got wiped out at cornerback. But after that, they went down like everything after that were guys that they had not really been Well, we didn't have the thirty
3: visit deal last no, year. No, I know because it, the it, part it was absolutely quote unquote thirty yeah, visit It was it was yeah. all that Zoom stuff. I yeah. get
4: that. But what the point I was gonna it's normal to see them go away from the list the further you get into the draft. Yeah. The first round results speak for themselves. Yeah. Like Morris Claiborne, which was before Will's time, Will McClay's time running the draft. And CD, which again, that was a COVID year where you didn't ha- you didn't yeah. get to have visitors, right? Everybody I think Demarcus Swear was when we didn't bring in yeah. in 2005. If you want to go in, back into ancient history, yeah. no offense. Uh, no. But I think Shots they even fired. talked to
5: CD in 2020, like virtually. No, I think they did. Think they did but like you just there's not a, there's not a limit on how many guys you could yeah. talk to that sort of thing, and it's easier to hide. The only two last year were, were Parsons and then I believe Quentin Bohanna. I think yeah. those were the only two guys that they had even had a virtual meeting with, so that shows that yeah. they kind of meandered Bo along. Bohannon
3: was a guy that McCarthy and Dan Quinn and Will were all at the workout because yeah. they were there for Joseph, so yeah. they, they saw that them with their own
4: eyes. But I just—I mean, uh, Zach Martin, yeah. Byron Jones, Zeke Elliott, Taco Charlton was a visit, for yeah. better or for worse. Yes. Leighton Van Der Esch, <laughs> even Tristan Hill in 2019. Like, I would call it a very good bet that the eventual pick is— at in the, the star this, this week? week. yeah. No. That, I mean, history speaks for itself.
5: Do you disagree?
4: No, no I,
3: I don't. No, I think he's on there. That's why. I, and and, and, and the only reason I would say that is because you don't have a traditional general manager here. You have a general manager in title, but he doesn't go on the road and evaluate players. And when they work at the combine, he's working on deals, whether it's Amari Cooper or Tank Lawrence. That their, their attention is focused another way. They let Will and the scouts handle all the other stuff. But, yeah, when th- this is an opportunity for Steven and Jerry to see these players. Then all of a sudden Jerry's like, oh, yeah, I remember the meeting here. I've seen the tape. Jim Mauer's the medical good. It's good. Okay, boom, let's draft this guy. So these are where 30 visits for the Cowboys are huge because your general manager actually gets to meet with the players where you might have taken that advantage, whether if you're at the senior bowl or the combine beforehand. It's a wide receiver
0: or an offensive
4: lineman. I mean, if we're reading tea leaves, I think that is a decent bet.
0: Yeah. These guards both belong right around twenty-four. The wide receivers belong around twenty-four, if not before.
5: <laughs> that's where's your need lineup. That's our pool. Yeah.
0: That's Wait, your pool.
4: I asked that question on Twitter yesterday. All things being equal, let's just I mean, let's just say you have your let let's just let's just use those names. I mean, we've talked about green and zion. We've talked about Burks and Olave. Just take your pick. Take your pick just in a perfect world where all four of those are available, and they won't be, but if
0: they are. Green, Johnson. Burks and Olave. Burks and Olave. Man, this one's hard because if I'm going off how I've ranked the players, I'll take Burks ahead of Olave, but a part of me thinks that Olave fits better Mm. here than Burks. But I don't think you can care about that. So I'm going to take the guy I have ranked higher. I think I would take Burks there, too. I would take Burks, Johnson, Green, Olave. I'm not going to lie, I'm worried about
3: this offensive coordinator using anybody, mm. Burks especially. It's mm. a good question. Because to me, you know,
0: this we can fire coaches. Yeah,
3: we've got to figure out – we've got to figure out,
4: though. If, y'all all – so y'all are all higher on the receivers than either of the linemen. I know you are, Brian. No,
3: I, I am. And and to me, that's the thing about it is I would like to believe – I think Burks, a lobby, I think all those guys in London, I think they're all hell of a football players. I think if any one of those guys end up anywhere else – you know, you talk to people around the league. You talk to people that about that know fantasy football stuff. Really, all these these national fantasy football players persons, they're going to tell you that that Traylon Burks might be the highest selected rookie wide receiver on fantasy football, just because. Oh, let whoever the, goes to Green Bay. Yeah, whoever. Because what you could do is how many things somebody will be creative with that player. You know, somebody will figure out a way to get him touches. That's the thing. Like right now. I think this, we, we talk about this on a daily basis. I know on our show, we talk about CeeDee Lamb. Are you disappointed in CeeDee Lamb right now? Are you disappointed that he, that he hasn't shown what maybe we've seen at Minnesota or in these other, you know, Cincinnati? Are you disappointed in him? Is it his fault? Or is it the OC's fault? Is it the quarterback's fault? That's a whole other argument. But you worry about when you draft these players, are they going to be used to their full potential? If Dan Quinn was coaching wide receivers, I would say, don't worry about taking any of these wide receivers. They'll be fine. But with what's going on right now, I think you have to have some questions. Will you get the ultimate uh, uh, from all the, these offensive players you draft? I think there's questions about the, the offensive line coach. Are you going to get the maximum out of Zion Johnson or Green? You know, That's a question you have to ask yourself. You know, and Jeff's right. You can fire these coaches, but these coaches will at least be here for a year. You know, and then you'll have to figure out. Oh well, you know, look at the, look at the situation with Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern is in the same exact grade spot that we're talking about Zion Johnson and also Green. Yep. One two one grade, top of the second round. Where are we at right now, guard? We're talking about a guard, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, is that the coach? Is that the player? Did the scouts misevaluate? You know, These are all things that are going to factor into this draft. You know, because when you take these guys, you know, are you taking the right guy
5: and are the coaches going to get the maximum out of him? I think that's the biggest question you have right now. So with all of that being said, where do you feel like those guys that he just named off, the four names, which one would be most utilized or best utilized in this situation, wherever they land, whether it be the offensive
0: line or the wide receiver? Like I, line?
3: I can say, I absolutely love C.D. Lamb, wide receiver number one on my board. I think the guy sitting to my right was the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'd be wide yep.
0: receiver one in this draft, too. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Do you feel like they've used C.D. Lamb in a way that gets the absolute most benefit out of him? No.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean...
3: Not I not to where we
0: vision him, I don't believe. No. Man, I'm speaking for myself. How much speak... of that was they couldn't block? The second half of the year, no receiver was going to put up big numbers because you were against two high yeah, shells not and you just disap- weren't going to get it. I'm
4: not disappointed in the way C.D. has been used. Uh, not really. No. His numbers just
5: haven't been... Justin, I see what you're saying. You're
4: the saying guy, he's not the, guy, the guy
3: goes to Minnesota, and I mean, we he's all felt. Jamar we, we, all, Chase. Did we did. anybody have Jefferson over CD Lamb? No. no, no. Okay,
0: but if yeah. you're going to hold him to the standard of the best stats in the league, like I'm holding Jefferson him to the, I'm hold, the last two years. Probably leads the league in yards. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm holding him to the standard. I'm holding
3: him to the standard of I think that we can get more out of the player. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. I'm I not. Think that's I'm, what they're saying across yeah. the room too. though. See, that's what I'm saying. If we're evaluating the player and we feel like that we should get more out of him, and we're not. Then, then that's where the questions – I mean, again, I'm not saying we shouldn't draft, but I have my – I was I, kind of starting to feel like that's what you were saying. No, no, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, no, you're going to have to draft <laughs> that's, because this team does that. That's what they do. I was about to be like,
4: Brian, this they got to pick a guy and then he's got to play. No, no, so, absolutely,
3: I mean, absolutely. But you might not – it's funny, you almost have to get the absolute right guy for that to work because maybe you, don't, maybe you don't get the absolute best out of these guys. It's hard to say which one of these guys would you take when you have questions about the guy the guy coaching them you know are you are they absolutely getting the best okay. and i if you told me they were taking a defensive player at 24 i would feel a lot better about that than an offensive player all
4: right so just skip all of that you you can't fix that so which player do you feel the best about knowing all of that with all of the concerns you just burks, laid out burks
3: okay burks because he's my highest rated player out of the so much four. like much like cd lamb was my highest rated player You know, a wide receiver. BPA.
0: Yeah. And now you're really upset about the 1,100 yards and leading the team in touchdowns.
3: I'm upset because I think they could do more. I'm upset because I think what, what, what's the guy get at Minnesota? How does he do? How does the guy at Minnesota play? Do you feel like the guy at Minnesota is a better player right now than Ceedee Lamb?
2: Yes. Do you feel Probably.
3: like the guy? Do you feel like the guy at Cincinnati is a better player than than Ceedee Lamb? Probably yep. yes. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he could be better than 1,100 yards. But if you're okay with that, that's a fine. Block.
4: I agree with Brian that I
3: mean you're, you're the one that you're the one that cheerleaded for Ceedee Lamb. Yeah. I mean went out of your skull. Yeah. For Ceedee Lamb. Yeah. You're okay with 1,100 yards right
0: now? I'm okay with being realistic. Like We interviewed Amari Cooper every week, and we talked to CeeDee Land. And that's and both of them thing. said the they, same thing. Yeah. When you're facing two high shells and a four-man rush that's getting home, if you're looking for a receiver to go to for 1,500 yards, that's your fault. No, it ain't it, happening. It,
3: it, it's it's Ever. it's the fault. It's the fault of scheming him in a way that you cannot. That say they do play too high. Scheme shell. up to beat seven in coverage with a four-man
0: rush getting home. Okay. I love. I would love to see the scheme. So
3: you're going to draft an offensive guard. You're just going to go ahead and draft the guard, then, right? No, I'm
0: going to draft the best player. Can we
3: also who's look who's the best
0: player then? And that who is the best player?
3: I said Burks in that scenario. But okay, that. but okay. So you're, you're it not you're, you with work to do a guard. Yeah, you're you're talking so about. You, do you, it. you just argue with me about blocking. Yeah. Okay.
0: We <laughs> but went. the idea but that you t- need five first round gonna... picks on the O line. I'm to not saying
5: you do. It's silly. I, I don't. I don't have a, none of these guards Since, are first rounds on my board. Cincinnati's the one exception to all of this, and the fact that they do have Jamar Chase, who went for 1,500 yards as a rookie, against with a team that doesn't block, with a team that doesn't have anybody up front. Mm. But it's I get what you're saying, in the fact that you need some sort of middle ground, and Cincinnati didn't have that. Since Dallas also didn't have wasn't that. Played either.
0: the way Dallas was played defensively. Agreed, because they do give the ball to Joe Mixon. <laughs> P- teams are honoring both the against them. Yep. Against Dallas, they didn't. So block.
4: Makes me think I would rather have a
0: guard at 24. I don't know. Bad process. This is the, this this is is bad bad the war room. room I process. Process. If I can't find a starting guard in the second round, I got I got issues. All right. They, they,
3: they tried to, and they drafted him in the third. They had a 1-2-1 grade a
0: on the
4: guy. <laughs> I can turn this into a segue like I like to do. We have questions about this. Cause we, my God, we're way over anyway, so we'll take this break and be right back.
6: football season is almost over and that means tax season is here. With it comes taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys
1: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show.
4: Welcome back to the draft show presented by Miller Light. Also brought to you by our friends at Liberty Tax. You know the drill, liberty com slash cowboys. Did my taxes last week. I did too. I'm done. Did not. Took me twenty minutes.
5: It was You did surprise. them on your own? Yeah. I'm no, gonna, you went through Liberty Tax. Yeah, tax.
4: I, well, I, on my own with help from Liberty Tax. Way oh, to go, there we go. Everybody, that's it. Uh, all right. Before we got, were you drinking Miller Light while you were doing them? I'm usually drinking Miller Lite. He's looking through his
5: Essilor lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's get into rowdy rowdy it. Rowdy helping you with them? He had Chris, his Bose headphones ignoring, on. I'm
4: ignoring this. We Twitter Got off track. Thank 20, you, Chris. 20, 20, 20. We're getting into the questions. <laughs> rowdy which...
3: pointing at your taxes with like the big old smile on.
4: But he can't hold a pen. Yeah, you he can't see. help. Rowdy's trying to type on <laughs> type in his W two hey, with hey, his. Hey, Rowdy, is that a deduction? You look at loves? him; he's got
3: this big old smile. On his
4: face. <laughs> Brian and mascots. It's a I do love a mascot. Daniel wants to know. <laughs> Daniel wants to know, gentlemen. We sort of this is the last thing we were talking about before the break. This visit list, if we can trust it. Yeah, it's very heavy on the day one guards and receivers. It is. Mm -hmm. It's awfully light as far as day two types of guys. And I do like sort of like what we in at those positions. Okay, I was about to say at those positions. Gotcha. Um, And I feel like I think people. This is a situation where I wonder if people read too much into the visit list because he's basically saying, does that mean that's going to be what the pick is? Or can you imagine a scenario where maybe it doesn't unfold that way? Or what if they go up and get two of those guys?
5: You
0: could. I'm I'm trying to uh, in the early in the second round trade up.
5: Yeah, it's not, <sighs> I'm not saying trade up in the first round. Yeah, or maybe no, get back you. in the top forty.
0: What position group is not on here with first round targets that could be the wild card? Linebacker. Linebacker. But Devin Lloyd's on there. Mm, okay. I think
6: That's I think so. Like Walker, to me, too. that would, We're
3: doing the work there. If you ask me, if you okay, if you ask me a surprise pick, if you ask me a surprise pick, if you're one that would just because we think it's going to potentially be the wide receiver or guard, the wild the wild card pick out of this whole thing would be for me would be Lloyd. Mm. That would be the one that would like all right. They brought him in. They knew you know Dan Quinn got a linebacker here. That that would be the one that I would. I, I I would love the pick because I love Lloyd, mm-hmm. but that would be the pick that I would I would say, man, Dan Quinn did some politics and in that room and got that done. Or something absolutely
4: nuts well, happened. Yeah, it would be the, the opposite. The it board. would be the
3: opposite of what should have happened in the Zeke draft with Ramsey, where you had, you know, if you get Kellen Moore to say, well, man, Lloyd makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it's the opposite of what Rod Marinelli said about Zeke. You know. He's like, well, yeah, it makes a lot of sense strapped a running back here, even though you should have fought like hell for Ramsey. And, you know, I don't see Dan Quinn rolling over on that.
0: But he might. Is there anybody on the list that you wish wasn't on the list? Because I do have one.
4: Not among, like, the the big-name targets, I don't think. Bernard
0: Raymond, that, I wish was not on the list. That mm-hmm. was the one I was thinking. He gets you were mocked going a to lot say.
4: to the Cowboys. You're right
3: about that. Central
0: I was a, Michigan offensive tackle yeah. two years ago. He was still a tight end, yeah. mm-hmm. and I see him mocked in the first round, and I'm like, Hey, been wrong before. Yeah, he might develop into something really, really good. Yeah. Let somebody else do that. I don't, don't think he's don't be a bad. The team that,
5: that's that's he, a good point. He's not a bad player. He's just not a first round twenty four right.
0: overall player. And offensive tackles get pushed up. Yeah, and he may be in that conversation.
3: I, I should I should uh, take myself out of this conversation because I've told this before. Every of those weak offensive tackles that I don't like. End up being Pro Bowl players. Holden Miller's pretty damn good. No, he is. He's absolutely. And again, and, and so, is, so is the guy, you know, uh, David Bakhtiari. Yeah. There's another one way back in the day. So, yeah, I mean, there seems to be something these weaker. I was watching the kid Zach Tom play from Wake Forest. He's a good player, but I also feel like he's a pretty weak guy. I think there's several of those guys that are kind of that, you know, that don't really have a lot of power to the way they play. And but they you know what they they get drafted and I, I don't like it and then all of a sudden they end up in the the Pro Bowl,
4: so it's I guess, and and we we talked about Charles Cross in the first segment, in some weird weird world where he slipped, is that the only scenario you really see where it goes away from those two position groups guard and receiver or if you get one of the
0: top five edge rushers somehow to make it to twenty four a Loftus maybe yeah. yeah that'd be the dream They're I looking wonder if they second. really like Carloftis. I wonder.
4: I just brought him up because No, no, I wonder. Actually, okay, this is— To
3: me, there seems like more of a momentum for Sam
5: Williams than it does Karloftis. There's definitely so. And I think that's because of where they're targeting these guys.
4: I think it's because they're looking second round, third round. But is, again, to try to read tea leaves, is that because they don't think they have a shot at a guy like that? Or maybe they just don't like him. I don't know. It's
3: funny that they feel like they don't have a shot at Karloftis, but they do cross, just to me. That that's, that's that's what as I need. Jordan to, Davis and Drake. London. See, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think Drake
0: London's going in the top 12. Yeah. He may.
3: Yeah. See, he's right about he's right about the about the Jordan Davis. He's right about that. See, to me, I'm like I'm thinking, why would you think that you you really do believe that this kid you know tested as well as he did, his tape is as good as he did, the position that
4: he you know how he can help you, that people are really going to let him slide to 24? Question from Justin. Uh, our friend, friend of the show, our guy Bucky Brooks, his latest mock. He had the Cowboys taking our friend Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. Not a not a visitor, as far as I'm aware. but no. How would you? I guess that's potentially a pass rusher that you could get at 24, I feel like y'all wouldn't love it, though.
3: I kind of feel like he's more of a second-round guy, because I've got guys like...
4: Seeing him rising a lot.
3: Yeah, no, and and absolutely, and you know, but on my board, the way I had it myself, is like guys like Jermaine Johnson, and then I kind of have Moffey and Sam Williams all kind of grouped there in that second round, is what I would do. So that great again... Maybe like a one, two, three, one, two, four. You know, right? You know, right at the top of that second round, just outside, because I got twenty first round grades. So those guys are all kind of in that. So if you take them at twenty four, that wouldn't be terrible for me. But I've got a couple of guys that I think I would like better there.
4: I think you make a decent point, Kyle. That. We've seen them do that before. Trading up to get one of these guys is not outside of the realm of
5: possibility, especially if it's a position like pass rusher. Yeah, it may be Sam Williams. That may be the guy because he continues to rise with draft boards. Maybe it's Boye, Mafé, because I I have them touching tags at the same time, too. Maybe it's one of those two guys that they really like. They want to trade up and, and ensure that they get there. They may not even have to get into the top forty to ensure one of those two guys being there. They may just be forty-five There's,
3: to fifty. I saw this morning where uh, Adam Schefter was tweeting about that Drake uh, Jackson. Drake Jackson was on like twelve visits, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and I was kind of thinking, okay, that you know, that, that kind of makes sense. But I mean, I, I, obviously, people like to me, my defensive inboard is probably a lot different than what teams have it. Because the Penn State defensive end, I'm not as high on. Katie. Yep. And the South Carolina defensive end, I'm not as high on. Yeah. I've so, had, I have both of those guys in the third. See, so right do with you. I do too. I do too. And I think that teams maybe will value those guys more than I value Sam Williams and Moffey and guys like that. That's a good
4: point. Brian, David, not me, another David, wants to hear more about Matt Corral and yeah. your vision for what a team might do with him. Is he, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's ready to start right away, or do you think he is just sort of your vision for what that might look like?
3: Yeah. I, I you know, I mean, physically he's not going to be this. He doesn't look on S- tape. Small. Yeah. But he's six, two and he's two-twelve. But you watched, he's I watched twelve, he looks yeah, smaller than that. I watched his pro day the other day and he and he looks he doesn't look just impressive. Though, heck, the kid from BYU Wilson, he didn't look imp- physically impressive last year at nope. all. And look where that ended up. But I, I think when you watch him play, he might not look like a stout quarterback, but he sure plays like one. When you watch him carry the ball, I mean there are plenty of times where all of a sudden he's running the ball and you're going, okay, I you know, not he's not gonna do it in the NFL probably as much. But you, you 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 see his toughness there. You see him running over people. You, you know he's always going to try and make sure that the play is successful. I kind of I called him tough. I called him hard-nosed. Uh, he's not afraid to lower the shoulder and get the first down. I think he's an outstanding ball handler and faker. I think deception is really, really big. All the, you know We always do the metrics of the play-action stuff, and I think he's really, really good about that. Makes a ton of plays on the move, so if you want to kind of move him around in the pocket, let him throw from those different platforms, he can do, he can do that. I kind of like the way I think he puts the ball in the right spot for his guys to catch it, too. I didn't see his receivers having to struggle to make a lot of plays for him so I, I, I kind of I like him I think I, I think you know I think he'll he's one of those guys like I said he'll play hurt and he'll continue to thrive that's just he, the, the heart the desire and I think he's got the uh, the intangibles
5: as well as with the ability to, to kind of put it all together when he was given time to throw, he has the prettiest deep ball in the class. I mean, yeah. he has a, a cannon of an arm. He puts it on the money. He makes it, like you said, easy for his receivers. The one thing uh, against Corral is actually the same knock I have for Malik Willis. He's a little quick to use his legs. He's, mm-hmm. a li- he's got that time clock, and it was a little bit shorter. Now, his offensive line wasn't necessarily yeah. fantastic in front of him either. Same thing for Malik Willis at Liberty, but he was very quick at – just bailing and, and trying to get outside, which is a good thing at times. Yeah. But in the NFL, he'll have, hopefully, more time to throw. And he should be, I think, a starter within the first two years of, of his career. He's a good player. One last one
4: for Jeff. I mean, it's, maybe it can be for all of y'all, but he came for Jeff's neck. So Sky I'm, Moore? I haven't heard no, that name yet. Not so oh, you waiting. have now? <laughs> no, John just says, in such a deep draft, if we talk about like the quality after the top ten, why has Captain Trade Down gone so silent? Oh, like, oh he's no. here. No,
0: Captain Trade Down's here. Is he? Yeah. I,
4: you you have not talked about it
0: recently. Oh, well, you had to get to check me out on YouTube. Did three mocks Uh-oh. yesterday. Did a lot of moving a lot down. Of find down. Jeff on his YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, find me on my YouTube channel. It it just it depends on what ends up being there. Like if you get to and these are just stupid simulators, but a lot of times I'll get there and both guards are there, one of the receivers is there. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what else is there. But I'll get uh, get to the point where it's like, oh, crap. If Kansas City wants to come up and I can drop five spots and I've got three or four guys left that I really like, let's go. Let's go. But if you get to a spot where Kenyon Green is gone, the top five wide receivers are gone, and it's basically, hey, here's Zion Johnson and or Tyler Linderbaum, if they would be interested or you could move back and see what happens, then I think you can't do that. It's just a matter of how many, quote, targets... Do you have left when you get yeah. to 24 and how comfortable are you with it?
4: It's how cute you want to be. Mm.
0: That's I really love what it being
4: cute. Trading down is in itself a cute thing to
3: it, do. No, it is it cute, was, but, it you gotta cute you but you got to
0: be badass.
3: But, but you got to make sure that you got to, you know, and, and he's right about the the level of players, though, you know, because I asked him yesterday, I saw he did a simulator, and I said, who did Kansas City take at 24? They traded
0: up, and they came after trailing Burks. They got
3: Burks. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I wonder if was it worth it to the Cowboys to make that trade if they lose a guy that they if they're hunting wide receivers, does it does it does it make it or do are they comfortable with with Olave there or somebody like that, you know that's where that's kind of where I was I was I got Sky Moore at fifty in
5: that one I wouldn't worry about it yeah I saw
3: worked that worked out one. well
0: mm. worked out great
5: okay um, so I just ran a simulator you want to try and play through a scenario real quick
0: oh trade down bro. yeah you want to trade down yeah of course Devonte
5: Wyatt's on the board Linderbaum's on the board pinning Ojabo. Uh, Elam from Florida Jalen Petrie from Baylor Traylon Burks Zion Johnson Those are your top 10
0: Problem is these people Have bad rankings <laughs> um, I just read Because you, right, you read A bunch them. of dudes yeah. That should get picked In the 40s And then a guy Who's going to go Like 20s yeah, um, I agree So Burks Zion Tampa Linderbaum. Bay wants
5: to trade for or Trade with you the Packers want to trade with you, so that's 27, 28, and then the Bears at 39. Yes, we're going down. Which Packer pick are you going to get? Hold the, 28. Pack, hold the Packers up for uh, whatever
4: receiver. Yeah, you give thereafter. them
0: your one and your three for their one and their two. Mm-hmm. And if they're willing to do it, you hit execute, and then we dominate this draft. <laughs> you kidding me? Trade not accepted. Okay, uh, well, gosh. then you hang up on them and tell them to F off. <laughs> and then pick your player. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. I it's, funny, it's funny.
5: Here. It's funny how
3: Penning is one of those guys, and I think Jeff's right. He's that, gone. He's going yeah. top fifteen. Yeah, I mean these tackles. That's what surprises me about their visit with Cross, because I feel like all these tackles I are going to be gone before the Cowboys pick. Do Ryman was picked the pick before on this.
4: I feel like we're we're falling into a trap here, though, where like that's it's all we've been saying is like this is a different draft. Like yeah. there's not a lot of consensus. But here we are with consensus of like, oh, he won't be there. He'll be gone too. Oh, no, we've. We, we oh, I don't
0: there. care if he is there. I'm just, not a guy I just. It's a
4: very
5: general on. consensus. It's not like we're saying, oh, he's going to Carolina. It's done. Sh- no,
4: I know. But, but, like, somebody has to be there. Oh, sure. You know for what sure. I mean? And, and in a world where. Oh, lots of dudes are going to be there. Trevon Walker's going. Number <laughs> Which one while over. you're trading down? It's, it's, it's a long three
3: day. days. Lots <laughs> yeah. of people are going to be there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I. People must think that Kayvon Thibodeau hates football. I just want to throw that out there. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to do it, it every week because the Trayvon Walker over Kayvon Thibodeau stuff on tape is crack. Yeah, um, I, I like Walker drugs. a lot,
5: but there's no way. I, I wonder if that if,
3: if Thibodeau that's,
0: must hate football. They're I, like, look, he doesn't care. He I wonder
3: try. what that momentum is really all about. I like Walker, and it's so funny when we first started this journey. Every mock draft had Walker, and if it's saying what you want to say about the mock drafts, but every name was Walker, Walker, Walker at twenty four. Yeah, Man, and now he's gone from twenty four to sixteen to being the first overall guy in some yeah. boards. And I understand people having to make mock drafts up. You got to mix it up.
4: The yeah, you can't do the same. B- thing you can't every do time. the same
3: thing every time, or you're not going to be a mock drafter for long, and you're not going to have a gig. Yeah, your last one is your most important one. But I mean, it, it's so funny that he, this guy's gone from twenty four. to— to sixteen
4: to being in the top two. I'm just I and I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep my mind open because I, I I at any rate I hope that the first round is as surprising as I think it'll be. You know what? If it'll I was, make, make for some fun radio, Give me
0: Thibodeau. If I was a, if I was sure, a Giant, sure.
3: if I was a Giants at five and at seven, why would you not just take the two best offensive tackles? you know something like that. I mean that that's where I'm seeing like these tackles could be going cuz there's just so many teams ahead of you know, up there that need these offensive linemen. You watch them play and they
4: just can't do anything. Jeff's talking about it. You can't run the ball, can't pass protect. Teams are bad at blocking. Yeah. <laughs> if the Giants come out of this draft without Sauce Gardner. I think they might be making.
3: Sauce Gardner might be the best player in the draft.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, we're running short. I do I tease the return of Tell Me More, so I want to give us time to get to that. We're going to dive into some Later round prospects when we get back from our final break. Stay with us
6: football season is almost over and that means tax season is here with it comes taxiety filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner don't let taxiety take over this tax season liberty tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back with more than twelve thousand tax professionals nationwide help is always around the corner check out liberty tax proud partner of the dallas cowboys schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys liberty tax a brighter way to do taxes hey Cowboys.
3: This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's
1: choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show.
4: Welcome back to the final segment of the Draft Show. Registration is now open for the Dallas Cowboys Youth Football Dance Academy and Little Miss Camps. Save $25 with early bird pricing when you register by May 9th. Camps are available at AT AT&T Stadium and Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash academy secure your spot today uh yeah hey guys welcome back good read thank you i I wasn't i wasn't sure where it was going to be honest with you
0: (laughs) You take a glance at it before you come back nah general feel for the words way
4: too easy (laughs) it's time for tell me more guys i wanted like i people have been asking about this for months really i wanted to wait a to give you all as much time as possible to watch players and b we would have a better idea of who we might want to learn about. And um, without getting into the nitty-gritty, I think all five of these guys have some sort of tie to the Cowboys that we have heard in one form or another. So we'll start things off. Tell me more about SMU tight end Grant Calcaterra.
0: Brian, you want to start? You want me to start? You can start. Well, I, you know, I liked, I'm a nice, positive man, so... Um... Grant Remember Calcaterra about. <laughs> is a former boomer sooner. He yeah, sure is. That I probably would not draft um, because of a combination of things. Number one, he retired from football during his third season at OU after a series of concussions. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have health stuff you're going to have to work through. And on tape. Calcaterra is interesting because I think he's a solid receiver. Like, he's a g- pretty good receiving tight end, but he's a pretty good receiving tight end that I don't think can get open against man coverage. Yeah. And he's not a good blocker. That's true. So, I've got health concerns, blocking concerns, man coverage concerns, but just as far as running your standard tight end routes, catch the ball, okay after catch, like, He's not a bad player. I just think I have enough questions that I, I would find other tight ends to pick.
3: Yeah, I mean, he this guy doesn't play as a true inline Y. I mean, you don't see him. You know, he's always detached. He's always in the slot. He runs routes where they have to use crossers. He's a crosser. They pick. They try and get him open. I mean,
0: straight line, pretty good
3: speed. Yeah, that's the thing about it. Is though, there's nothing after the catch with this guy. Nope. There's nothing. I mean, you throw him the ball, it's like he has a chance to score a couple of times in games I'm watching, and, like, he gets yanked down. And, I mean, I mean, no power to get into the end zone or drag anybody. Some of these other tight ends you've seen, the ones that we've mentioned, they have power. They're able to finish. They're able to score. They're able to get more yards. I think this guy at 6'4", 241 pounds, I think he's just too light to play. But again, you you talk about the medical history and stuff like that. That that's something I'm not interested in myself. No
5: no pun intended with it, of course being SMU. But he's kind of a one trick pony. I mean that's ah. that's. Uh, but it's the the way that he like you said he has the front line speed or the straight line speed rather. Four five seven at yep. the combine he can run. And he can catch. That's about it.
0: He's um, run across the field and catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he does. He's, he's has. not
5: a great route runner. He's not super versatile. But, um, he, I mean, he, his production wasn't even great either. He had two other guys he was sharing the field with, with Reggie Rob- Roberson Jr. that's yeah. in the draft class as well. I will Daniel say Gray.
0: the other tight end that came in sometimes that wears 86 is mm-hmm. way worse.
4: <laughs> I was about to say, what's going on? Like maybe we, I was, I was, my, I was intrigued for a sec.
3: No, you're going to be nice here. No. Okay, this is not like the Georgia defensive tackle. Oh no, yeah, shows, where you're uh, like, oh my oh god, this guy's this better, better. now.
0: Because sometimes he would come off the ball and I'd be like, man, he's running even slower than usual. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's 86. Right. It's like they have
3: they have to detach him so he can run. I yeah. think. <laughs>
4: Let's hope for some better luck.
0: Bring line. it on, baby. He was
4: a Senior Bowl guy.
3: Tell
0: me, say that fastest more. tight end at the Senior Bowl on GPS. Boom. Wonderful. Yeah.
4: Tell me more about Cam Juergens, the center out of Nebraska. I'm
0: going to have to blimp Cam him. I don't have Nebraska film, Brian. Uh,
3: Yeah. Uh, Cam Juergens, though, I got invited to watch Cam Juergens, so my apologies. Who invited you? Can't say that right now. Cam Juergens. What a jerk. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, He's an undersized center, and I think he tends to play that way. 6'3", he's 3'03". There's really nothing fluid or pretty about his game at all. Oh, I think he's kind of a rough-and-tumble blocker. Body control and balance is really kind of all over the place. I thought he was a better blocker when he can use angles as opposed to taking guys' head up. Uh, he can stand his man, but there's snaps where you see power will give him trouble. I watched the Oklahoma game, the Minnesota game. I mean, there were some times he got ragdolled by our guy in that Oklahoma game. I was going to say, game. how do he do against on Winfrey? Yeah, that, that guy tore him up pretty good. And so the coaches will ask him to pull and get in the space and lead. He's a little herky jerky when it comes to that stuff. I, I do think he has a mean side to him because there are times when the guys were on the ground, he was kind of diving into him and things like that. So, but uh, you know, his his doesn't always maintain that position. I, I think he really has to fight to stay engaged and. But like his nasty size, but I think he does play
5: small at times, and I'd have an issue with that. A lot of that comes from, like you said, playing small and being undersized. But I like the, the fight from him because yeah. he doesn't necessarily give up. He nope. likes to get to the second level. He's not going to be that pure anchor, yeah. but he's somebody that could maybe develop into a good depth piece uh, in terms of a, a offensive lineman and a center. Not very athletic, I will say that much. He's not... You know, it's funny. I, I remember well. Again, saying a
3: little bit about that about when you talked about Travis Frederick mm, he yeah. was not being really athletic. You know, but Travis did a great. But you could see Travis though on the move and stuff like that. You know, staying with this guy. This guy, like I say, I, I just kind of feel like that. I'm, I'm getting a guy. It, it's so funny when you watch a guy like I say and Linderbaum's. I think the best center in the draft. And when you watch him, he's just so smooth getting to his blocks and positioning. And this guy, it's like a, it's like a work to have to stay yeah. in position where these other guys just kind of him uh Fortner the guy from uh from Kentucky I really really like good position handle big guys don't get bullied
5: you know those are the kinds of guys I like you expect that clunkiness to come from some of the bigger players at the position. I mean, look at Donovan West from Arizona State. I mean, he's a little clunky, but he's huge. I yeah. mean, he's got a massive frame. Darian and then you've got... Kinnard. Yeah, Kinnard. He's oh a big old monster, very,
0: but kind of clunky. Very clunky. Of clunky. He's yeah. a
5: good player, and he's ex- exceptionally strong. But, yeah, I, I just don't see that same kind of... I see the same kind of clunkiness. I don't see the same kind of potential with Cam Jurgens.
4: If... If they were good enough to go where those guys are going, we wouldn't just now be talking about him in April. I think so. he's a depth piece.
0: I yeah. think he's craftable. You guys are being to the guy. Oh, stop Such it. a
5: sweet man. You're the one that just called out both SMU tight ends. Tell me. Not just one. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a fair <laughs> point. <Yeah.
0: laughs> there was no reason <laughs> to mention you the other one. You <laughs> just threw in the other guy.
4: <laughs> thought you were about to say something not like His you. Family no, but you know, this guy's pretty good. Actually, no, he's even worse. <laughs> His
0: family's listening. <laughs> Tell sorry.
4: me more about Verone McKinley, the Oregon safety
0: Okay. So this is one where um again there's a reason it's this late before we talk about him. This is a guy that I desperately want to like because Veron McKinley is a really smart, really good football player. He's just small and unathletic according to measuring for the NFL. Like he's 5'10", he runs a 4.65. His agilities weren't that good. Didn't stop you from loving our Darius Washington. Mm. That's true. Darius uh, <laughs> was stud. Call him out, Dave. Darius was <laughs> better. But this guy's 5'10", instead of 5'6". So yeah. He's yeah. got a better <laughs> shot. Yeah. Like, Veron McKinley's going to nah. get drafted. He's a local guy. Yeah. Um, and at Oregon, even watching him against Ohio State, like, he's he's always in the right position. There he sees go. the game well. He mm-hmm. tackles. He does all the things you want. It's just a matter of how high are you going to draft a guy when a lot of the other guys are going to be two inches taller, run a tenth or two of a second faster, and just be better athletes when we're going to play NFL football. I would take Verone McKinley for, like for a team that maybe could use a safety, Cowboys, but probably not going to use a high pick. If you told me Verone McKinley in the fourth or fifth round became a Cowboy, I'd say, OK, I like that. So I, I really like the player. I just wish that he was maybe a little taller, a little faster, hit a little harder. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be a first-round pick.
3: Doesn't have great length or speed, but he has instincts and awareness, yep. and I think that's the thing that puts him in position to make plays. You can watch the UCLA game where uh, he—he's. This is how smart this kid is. Ball's on the ground, and like uh, the the UCLA offensive lineman is about to dive on it. And he gets up there and he scoops it away to move it further up the field in order so he could pick it up you know that's the kind of, instead of letting, instead of trying to dive in he gets there and he pushes the ball you know those are the kinds of things you know he he he's in a lot he make, puts himself in a lot of positions to make plays the ball tends to go his way too which yep. is something i and i i think that's about instincts i think that's about awareness i think jeff is absolutely right about the physical makeup about him 5'10 198 doesn't really run all that great but the intangibles, the the instincts, the awareness,
5: I think are that are what people are going to probably give him high marks for. Because you you gave him a couple cons there in, in terms of the slim build, the the tackling that are spot on because he's not a great tackler and that's not really. So what I think his, he can't
0: tackle. I don't think he can hit. Like he's not yeah, a powerful guy.
5: I would agree with that. I, I think okay, tackler, not a good hitter. I, I I would agree. The one thing he had eleven picks over his last two seasons and he had just. Uh, I think three touchdowns that he allowed over the last three seasons at Oregon. Like He's not okay. like a big play, go get it, uh, 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 Trayvon digs where it's all or nothing sort of deal. He still has good coverage ability, and he forces the turnover. And I think a lot of that goes back to what Brian was talking about and the awareness and the IQ to be in the right place at the right time because it seems like every single time somebody goes his direction, he's at least nearby to try and make a play. Sounds like a coach's player. Like a yeah. guy that the
4: co- Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. and I've heard like that him. about
0: him too, in terms yeah. of like the leadership and mm-hmm. the football character because he was working out locally. Yeah. And I've talked to the guy who's been training him since he's in the fourth grade. Oh my God. And oh. like that is apparently That one works. That's the thing about him is like he is a dude that coaches are gonna be like, Yes, want him.
3: You know, it's funny, uh he he uh he interviewed because he's a local kid, they were on the on the station on one oh five three, he came up and he was doing interviews with the, with the nighttime show. And the first time I met him, I'm walking out and he's walking in and he I say and someone introduced me and he looked at me, he goes, He goes, It's a pleasure to meet you. I wanna do your job.
0: What? <laughs> okay, I,
3: and I go I go well, thank you, and he's I go. I go. You've got a you've got a great job yourself. You know, you're about to play in the NFL, and he goes, no. He goes, when I get done doing my job, I want to do your job, and
4: so well, obviously, now I want him on the Cowboys so, he, so we can get him on the radio. No, that's no, that's what, what I'm saying. He he is a
3: he is a very he, he's a very he's a very nice eloquent speaker and he's very thoughtful and he gives good answers and stuff. And I told him, I said, man, I go, I enjoyed watching you play and stuff like that. But he is, I think the, I think the, his intelligence is
5: elite for football. I really, really do. Coach's player. yes yeah. old. sold. Yeah. Took yeah. me from 88 to 56. Let's go ahead and make it.
3: <laughs>
4: no, I'm just kidding. Just, no, just, just kidding. Just no, just no. Kidding, no and,
3: but guy. he, you know, he might not end up here, but he's, you're going to go somewhere and you're going to be watching a game on Sunday or whatever. And he's going to make a
4: play and you're going to go. Oh, there I, re- I remember that. Yeah. We're running short on time. We're going to do these rapid fire. I am going to get to both of them. Zach Carter, Florida defensive tackle. Zach Carter,
0: tweener's a good word. Tweener. Because he's 6'4", 282. He plays up and down the Florida line. Uh, not the Florida Georgia line, just the Florida. Yeah, line. Thank God. <laughs> um, two of the first 10 plays against Bama, he ends up on the ground. And so I'm watching the Bama game and I'm like, yeah, okay, not a lot here. Then you watch him play not Bama yeah. in South Florida and you say, okay, now he looks the part. So I do think he's an NFL defensive lineman, probably a depth guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those guys looks really good coming off the bus. Yeah. Like, yep, that's yeah, an NFL that, body. That him. dude looks yeah. like he belongs. And he can pass rush a little bit on the interior. Zach Carter's an NFL player on day three.
5: I think he's a guy who could transition into being a potential starter. I might be higher on him than most people because I like the traits. I like the size. The athleticism certainly there. I... I it's it's basically like you said. There's a lot of raw to his game, and where do you play him? Do you want to if you want to put him solely at edge rusher? Put him solely at edge rusher. Let him build in an NFL offseason for a little bit. If you want to put him at interior, do that as well. Either way, I think he's better off the edge. But yeah, I, I put him as a defensive end. Yeah, I, it's tough either way. And the thing about
3: it is though, and here I might say he's a defensive end, and then you know, but he do, he's going to be able to play a couple different spots. Mm-hmm. There were times though where he looks quick off the ball and at other times it's like he's not. And I'm like going oh, bro and that, and that, and here I'm wanting to play him at end and when you play in, you really gotta kinda be off the ball quick all the time. I kinda thought he was like a like a almost like a five technique defensive end and a three yeah, four. And right. I know and I know we kind of move around and play hybrid fronts and stuff like that. But I thought the way that he played with leverage was his best thing. I really did. I mean his hands and his leverage But other than that, man, it was kind of up and down with the way he really, really rushed the passer.
4: Day three, though. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: Early day three. Yeah. Charleston Rambo, Miami receiver, will round this
5: episode out with him. Another Oklahoma transfer, Jeff. Boomer Sooner. Um, Played alongside CeeDee Lamb. I'll
0: start with the positives. I think he accelerates well, and I think he tracks a football well. Mm -hmm. So when the ball is in the air, he's going to put himself in the right place to catch it. But he does have some drops. He is a skinny player that plays skinny. When you press him, it's bad news bears for him. Uh, So he put up really good numbers at Miami. A lot of that was soft coverage stop routes along the sideline. And then a decent chunk of it was throwing the ball down the field, and he tracks it well. He tracks it, And he'll catch it. Um, But inconsistent catching. I don't think he can beat press coverage in the NFL because he couldn't do it against Alabama. Uh, So, again, I think day three, late day three, fighting to make an NFL roster.
4: Alabama tape is really useful in that regard because yeah. you're like, oh, this is what look, playing against an NFL team will <laughs> kind of look like that. Like that. Yeah, I, watched State, yeah. Yeah. I
0: watched him put up huge numbers against Mich- uh, Michigan, State Michigan State playing conservative, yeah, exactly. and then I watched Bama get in his face. It's like, he yeah. can't get off the line. You
3: yeah. watch the Michigan State game, you might draft him in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I mean, he can make a bunch of big catches. Uh, I think Jeff's right. His best trait is his ability to ju- uh, adjust to the ball. And I think the tracking part, he's absolutely right. It doesn't matter where it's thrown. This guy's going to find a way to kind of catch it. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't call him the fastest or the quickest route runner. I think he does manage to get open, but I think it's going to he's not going to drive a corner out of his pedal with the way he runs. It just He's just a kind of a steady,
5: smooth player in that regard. He's a load him up volume receiver. 79 receptions broke the all-time single-season Miami receiving record. I mean, wow, okay. he had 79 no, it's right. receptions. It's wild. Like There's been a lot of receivers coming I out of gonna Miami.
4: I was going to say, it's, it, it just speaks to the way the game is College changing is. that that'll set a record at a school that had a guy like Michael Irvin. Yeah.
0: But. I don't know why you guys had to make me hate on former Sooners right in front of everybody. Yeah, two of them
4: jerks. We're just trying to teach you and how to uh, random tight ends for Rambo
0: had really big stats at Miami. That makes you a first-rounder. We're helping you with your uh, <laughs> delivery. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> Thanks, man. This it, was the, good. That
3: Michigan State game, though. Seriously. He <laughs> looks good. He would think that he's sky more at Michigan State. I started off can... really liking him and then I was like, well, let's see
0: against Bama. And I was yeah. like, and anybody who presses him sends him 15 yards mm-hmm. that way. That's a problem. Are you guys selling these?
4: Yes. Oh, wow. Brian, you're a better salesman than me. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this? We doing that this Star that way, right? Magazine. We're doing this here? Yeah. Well, no, but what are you... <laughs> yeah, he's doing it right. Put it on the front cam. On the front cam. Our oh, draft guide is. is available. It's available digitally. It's in Cowboys Pro Shops. You can order it online. It should be hitting stores this week. Kyle... Did a wonderful job doing updates on damn near everybody in this draft class. Tried to got a mock draft from me that is already laughably <laughs> out of date. I'm sorry about that. Welcome to the world. Yeah, welcome to the world of the draft. We'll
5: update it at some point. We will be
4: back. Uh, we got plenty more. We're gonna. I'm. We're gonna do. Tell me more up until draft week. There you go. So we'll have plenty nice. more opportunities to talk about guys. And uh, look, I'm. I'm really confident some more wild stuff will have happened by Thursday. So. Uh, Thanks for listening for The draft Show. For Jeff, Brian, Kyle, I'm Dave. We'll talk to you all next time.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!